Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him, I'm in really bad shape. Come on, please, Bye. please. Bye. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, Bye. I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yes have some cast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Alright, hello everybody, welcome to episode 13 of the Yes Have Some podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg, as always, I am here with my wonderful co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. What's up guys? And Jacob Walsh. How's it going? Jacob, it's going very well. How's it going down in Valdosta, Georgia? Uh, it's okay, man. I'm fighting off a cold. I've been sick the last couple of days. Um, Sick of interviewing Paul Feig. Yeah, that's what it is, right? No, yeah, I, man. I got, got a terrible cold here, so I'm trying to work through it. Oh, man, I hate to hear that for you, but uh, I'm sure you'll get through it. Most people don't die of colds. Yeah. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> Unless you're on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> but it's cool if you die on the Oregon Trail because you get to make your little uh, tombstone, and then if you play another game and you pass it, you'll see uh, what you wrote. Yeah, it's super existential. Yeah, it's, it's like a real multiverse kind of situation. Yeah, just like the real... Uh, we don't talk multiverse enough on this <laughs> Yes, I have some podcast. Um, I guess right off the bat, we should address um, the Yes, Have Some Live episode from last week. So we did our second live episode. I would call it a roaring success. Uh, we had so much okay. fun. It yeah. was okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And uh, so we were taking live calls. We were having a good discussion. Dan Harshman of Ghostbusters Virginia was our guest. And uh, as a total surprise, out of the blue, uh, we had a call uh, from uh, – well, let me, let me backtrack yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't totally out of the blue. Uh, well, we totally sent him a tweet. Okay, so this is how it happened. So uh, just to be 100% honest with our uh, listening <laughs> audience, um, so we knew we were going to do the live episode, right? We did. But we were – I mean, okay, let's face it. The Yes Have Some podcast, we're, we're good at planning things. We're good at executing things, but there's, there's a certain amount of necessary chaos yeah. built into... Uh, you gotta be a little hectic. Gotta be hectic. You gotta be stressful. <laughs> so I was uh, kind of dicking around on Twitter uh, a couple hours before the show, and uh, I was like, hey, we're gonna do a live call-in show. I'll tweet Paul Feig, like, hey, we're gonna be talking about Ghostbusters 2016 toys. You should call in. Tweeted him, as I've done a million times, uh, not really thinking anything of it, and... So we're in the show, we're about at the 27 minute mark, and I happen to glance down at my phone, which usually, I don't even have my phone, like, my phone's always dead, like, it's always dying, I never charge it, and I just glanced down, um, out of the corner of my eye, saw it light up, and I had a direct message from Paul, uh, Paul Feig, Paul, I can we call, call him Paul, we call him that's Paul. his name? We're on first name basis. Yeah. yeah, so I had a, um, I had a direct message from him, and he was like, hey, I'm on hold for the show. And if you listen right at that kind of 27-minute, 15-second mark, you hear Dan talking, and I fall silent, uh, which doesn't happen to me very often, and Abby falls silent, which doesn't happen to her uh, very often. And then so 
we brought him on, and I was so scared. You know, the dashboard we use for the for the live show is a, a little fragile, and if you click the wrong button, you could like cut off all the callers and the show and everything else. So, um, but uh, for everybody who listened, thank you so much. Uh, we got great, great feedback. Uh, a lot of positive conversation. Uh, and my obvi- favorite part was as soon as we established that it was Paul Feig on the line is when Jake goes, is this? <laughs> I've listened to that over and over again. It makes me so happy. It's like the moment where I think you were probably wondering if it was an impersonator or like, like what was well, happening exactly. Jake, me, I had no idea. Yeah. Let me ask. On. Cause we had no, we didn't tell Jake before. Yeah. Right? We didn't know that he was going to call in you didn't, you and just told it wasn't that, even right? the kind of thing where I'm like, Hey guys, he might call in or Hey, I tweeted Paul Feig. Isn't that funny? Like I, nothing was said. <laughs> So, Jake, let me ask you, and I actually really haven't asked you this. When you realized that um, Paul was calling in, what was your reaction other than at first just thinking it was, you know, something else? Dude, I had no clue. My, I mean, I had no idea what was happening, and my first reaction was just – I was just like, how is this happening right now? <laughs> I had no clue what you have done. I was like, I went through like the whole, I went through the the stages. I was excited and I was like, oh my God, this is like, at first it was like the denial thing. I was like, this isn't Paul Feig. And then I accepted it and I was like, wait, nope, this is Paul Feig. (laughs) And then I, and then it was excitement. And then it was like, uh, fear. There was the questioning. I was Mm -hmm. like, wait, how is this Paul Feig? Am I alive? Then it turned to the, then it turned to anger because I was like, why the fuck didn't Craig tell me yeah. that Paul Feig was going to be on the show tonight? <laughs> I would have written and, down some questions. Yeah, and that's when the fear sank in because I was like, <laughs> what the fuck do I say to Paul Feig? My fear was that we had Dan Harshman on the line. Get Dan <laughs> off right now. I, I, Dan is a, a, a good person. He's a great guy. And a huge <laughs> Ghostbusters fan and a passionate guy who's definitely anti-reboot. So I kind of felt like I was like uh, playing the middleman, bringing like uh, bringing the the two factions, uh, the opposite ends of the spectrum, together to meet on the battlefield that is the Yes Have Some podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm sure diplomatic. Dan. I'm sure Dan just loved the part when you were like, "Hey Dan, what do you think about the reboot?" <laughs> Let him talk for two minutes, and then you're like, "Oh wait, hold on." Dan. Explain all that to Paul Feig. Yeah, we didn't have any entrance music. Yeah. <laughs> you can't um, see him. The the weird th- the thing that <laughs> his time is now. Uh, <laughs> we should have John Cena on too. Hey, let's let's tweet him. Um, I did think about like tweeting James Gunn, be like, "Hey, Paul Feig was on last week. We want to one up him." <laughs> um, but so so one so thing that I was thinking about was that so it kind of, obviously we talk a lot of Ghostbusters on the show. So having the director of the new Ghostbusters, uh, especially amid all the controversy or whatever going on was like this really cool thing but it kind of dawned on me later that night i was like man paul feig created freaks and geeks yeah that's my favorite tv show of all time Mm -hmm. and it means a lot to me and it meant a lot to me when i first watched it and i can like when i'm having a bad day i can put on any episode of freaks and geeks and just and immediately be in a better place so that was one thing that really hit me and then the other thing was that paul feig is the most prolific and top grossing comedy director in Hollywood right now. He's like four. He does what he wants. He does what he wants. He eats what he likes. Yeah. That guy can eat sushi for breakfast. With (laughs) Apple Jacks. With Apple Jacks. On his Apple Jacks. Same time. With a nice soup. In a soup. Soup and soup. 
He's doing um, whatever he wants. So yeah, so so what we're saying is that like we absolutely have a, a really fun time here at Yes Have Some, and uh, we love what we're doing. <laughs> we do. We have a really fun time, and it's it's fun. It's and the hardcore nature of our fandom. It's the hardcore Ghostbusters <laughs> fan in all of us. We go so hard. What I'm trying to say is, it was really cool for him to call in, and uh, hopefully we can have Paul Feig back on yes. um, closer to the release, or maybe after the release, so we can have like a no holds barred. Uh, you know, not worrying about spoilers and really just ask, you know, all the questions that we want to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be very cool. You know, if, if his, uh, if his, if his reaction after Ghostbusters comes out, isn't to just like run away and hide from all of us, then yeah, it'd be really cool. to have. <laughs> I mean, the way things are going this week, there's a chance, like we're going to be interviewed by the police soon because that could like, he could disappear. That could be his last interview. Uh-huh. <laughs> J.D. Salinger's himself up in the mountains. <laughs> Never heard from Fig again. Yep. I mean, he gets they, really nice suits <laughs> delivered to him. You know, when, when I'm thinking, you know, some of the most uh, interesting characters in literary and film history, I'm th- you're thinking Holden Caulfield. Yeah. Jillian Holtzman. That's pretty much it. And uh, Same person. The J- <laughs> <laughs> I have never read that. What's that book called? Uh, Catcher in the Rye. Never read it. Don't care. I'm never going to read it. Deal with it, everybody. <laughs> it's Jake, super emo. Have you read that book? I have not. Y'all, y'all better read it. It's pretty good. Probably not going to read it. The guy who killed John Lennon was obsessed with that book. Yeah, it's that's why. I, well, that's not why I read it, but I got I read it because I got into it. Piebald, the a band I liked in high school, had a song about it. So it was just it was super emo. Like you read that, you read Perks of Being a Wallflower. It was like one and the other peanut butter jelly. I read Sports Illustrated for kids for those Buzz comics in the back. <laughs> A little bit of highlights. All right, cool. Well, Jake, any more thoughts on the uh, the Paul Fee conversation before we uh, move on? No, not really. You know, it was super exciting, and uh, and hopefully uh, we can we can keep that momentum going. Yeah, who yeah. knows who will call it? Who's well, this, next? Who's who's who's, who's going to be on the show next? We, you know what? We might. I think this all ends with us having dinner with Leslie Jones. Yeah, sitting down, <laughs> Waffle House. Yeah, In an unrecorded conversation, mm-hmm. an off the record. Night on the town with Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I messaged her. I messaged her on Instagram. So, so, so she's so not, is she calling in tonight? Well, if she is, she's gonna have problems because it's not a live show. <laughs> she's just gonna knock on the door and join us. Um, so yeah. So uh, for anybody who didn't check it out, it was our last episode. You can find it uh, on iTunes. Uh, YesHaveSomeCast.com. Um, and yeah, it's about the twenty-seven minute mark. Uh, you can hear the uh, Paul Feig interview, and uh, yeah, we talked for about 35, 40 minutes, and uh, it was it was a pleasure. It was really a lot of fun. It was my pleasure. It was a lot of pleasure. Even Dan had fun. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was good. It was a good times. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I say we get this party going. Like Pink, the singer. Does she have a song called "Get This Party Going"? I don't Goof? think so. I think I the Black Eyed Peas have a party song. <laughs> They've just got a one. party. Uh, guys, yeah. it's it's that time. It's the time everybody's been waiting for. When they call us, they tell us what they're stressing about. But now, finally, after days, it's we time. have the stress. Mike. We have the stress. It's time to talk about, yes, have some. What is stressing us out? Classic. You're looking a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Jake. Yes. I have a question for you. What, let's hear it. After that fantastic buildup. After that buildup. <laughs> after all the talk about Fahrenheit 451. 
What book were we talking about? <laughs> oh, that's Ray Bradbury. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Jake, what is stressing you out? All right. So, you know what? Um, I might have already done uh, a whole uh, a, a stress session on Godzilla, but you know what? <laughs> if, if Abby can do four stress sessions about Deadpool, I can oh, have another Godzilla. So. Y'all, Blue Ray just man. came out. Let's do it. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go watch it for a minute. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Jake. While I'm talking about Godzilla, you're just gonna tune yep. in and watch Deadpool. Cool. Yep. Uh, so some news came out today uh, about the release dates for um, Godzilla Two, and um, it got pushed back nine months, mm. and that's a long time. That's a baby. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a whole it's a baby Godzilla. Human. That's just human. for just, I think I, I read about this just for uh, uh, the sake of. So it was originally going to be 2018, and it got pushed back to 2019, right? Yeah, the original date was June the 8th, 2018. It got moved back nine months. It's now coming out March the 22nd, 2019. Uh, that seems like a really long time for me. It is a very long time. And then uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong is scheduled for May the 29th, 2020. Dang. Which, that didn't get pushed back. That was already going to be in 2020. So that didn't that didn't change. Just Godzilla got pushed back. Um, King Kong, the, the new King Kong that's coming, uh, Skull Island, mm-hmm. is, I believe it's already in post- I think it's filmed already. I believe it's already in post-production. Does that come out this winter or next year? Uh, the release date for that is March the 10th, 2017. Gotcha. Okay. So it's still coming. Um, but, man, movies getting pushed back always stresses me out, especially when it's a movie that you want to see. And, like, 2019, that's that's so long from now. Well, especially since the first one was 2014, so five years for a sequel is... Well, I guess that's what Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 was. But in this day and age, five like three years is usually the max turnaround, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't see five years for like a, um, like a big budget kind of movie where they're trying to capitalize on building a franchise. Yeah, well, I think what they're going to do, though, I, I wouldn't doubt it if there's some sort of allusions to Godzilla in uh, Skull Island. Because, you know, they're, they're trying to put them all in the same continuity at this point, And then they're going to have, they're going to do the Godzilla versus King Kong. So I feel like in skull Island, we might, I don't think we're going to get, you know, Godzilla himself, but we're going to get some sort of Godzilla tease going on. We're going to get wonder woman on a laptop watching videos of Godzilla. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what we're going to get. Yeah, that sucks. I read that today and I was kind of bummed out because I really, really love Godzilla 2014 and um I'm I'm looking forward to that sequel because I just I don't know I'm I'm not like a Godzilla historian or anything like that but I really enjoy it and uh I've watched it multiple times and it holds up mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know like I I don't feel really strongly about them building a universe um or a connected franchise between King Kong and Godzilla um but Jake as a huge fan of monster movies and especially like the, the, the classic Godzilla's where he's battling other famous foes. Do you, do you think this is a good way to go for, for that franchise? Yes and no. Well, like the thing, I mean, I love King Kong. I love monster movies. You just said that. And, uh, 
and it, and I think it's a good way to keep it going to keep these monster movies being made. Uh, I think like Godzilla fighting King Kong is something a lot of people will go see, but it it kind of stresses me out, man, because King like King Kong, he's not he's not really a bad guy, right? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. This version of Godzilla isn't really a bad guy. Uh, in the past, Godzilla has been bad, but this version that they've set up, you know, he saved the day. He's he's the good guy again. And uh, the the problem about putting making a versus movie is someone is always pitted as the bad guy, and I don't want to go see a movie with King Kong and Godzilla in it and have to like root against, like I like them both. But Jake, wait until you find out that their mothers have the same name <laughs> and then they make up and everybody's fine. Uh, yeah. That's going to love it. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. But yeah, that, 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 that always bothers me. Um, I don't, they're, they're going to, they're going to make one a bad guy and one a good guy. They have to, like, they're going to make you root for one and root against the other. And that's not... It's contrived sometimes, I get it. It's, it's something that doesn't work. Um, and that's why... That's what I don't like about versus movies. Um, don't you feel, though, like, it'll probably be the kind of thing where they go up against each other and then have to team up? Against an even bigger bad. Yeah, and you know, but that's another well, reason. Well, that was Batman v Superman, yeah. But that's yeah. another reason those movies don't work, is because you know, like you absolutely know, oh, well, they're going to team up yeah. by the end of the movie. So, like, it, it takes it takes so much away from it the It takes movie all the steam out of When like, you yeah. know that they're going to be friends by the by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, another, another weird thing is just that, like, King Kong is, like, uh, I think in the original movie... I think he's like twenty five feet tall, right. and, Godzilla, mm-hmm. and Godzilla's like twenty five stories tall. You know, you know, yeah. like a hundred stories or something. He's like They're gonna have Godzilla to is that. getting bigger and bigger as as every movie that's being made. And King Kong's not like he's not that big. Um, but I know we've seen we've seen a couple uh, set pictures from Skull Island and and the Kong. There's some Kong skeletons and they look giant. So right. I guess they're. I guess they're just going to kind of ignore it and just be like, "Oh, now King Kong is Godzilla size." What if what if they left King Kong like his normal size and like the climax of the movie is he just, you know, climbs the Empire State Building or whatever and he's at the top and he's and then Godzilla comes and just knocks over the building and that's it. That's the just whole knocks movie. Over. Yeah, that's the he's, whole movie. And then and then uh Cut to Godzilla just, you know, hanging out in New York. Just like, kind of like he sightseeing. He grazes it with his sandals. Yeah. <laughs> As he's stepping by. He's got sandals on. If you complained about Godzilla screen time in the first movie, then in Godzilla vs. <laughs> King Kong, you're really going to be... Right. Dude, um, I wish that Sony owned this property so, like, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man could battle both of them. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah. be good. That'd be um, a quick fight, but it'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be They'd messy. It would be, be tasty. Um... Stay Puft in the Ghostbusters universe is, you know, a big bad, but in the world of kaiju and, and mega monsters, I just don't think he'd hold his own. Yeah. No. I mean, there's not, you just pull them apart. I mean, look at him. Right. You could buy a bag of marshmallows at any convenience store. You can't <laughs> buy he... a bag of Godzilla. <laughs> I think, I think if he punched you, it would just feel like getting hit with a pillow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd lick it off. <laughs> Thanks. Let me get a little more of that. Be like a snack. Yeah. yeah. Get over here, you. You manuggy. 
<laughs> and imagine Godzilla does his fire breath on uh, Stay Puft, and then there's a bunch Whoa. of campers just, you know, picking at him. Yeah. A- yeah absolutely. I'm looting the uh, convenience store and getting Bring graham, crackers, graham out. crackers out. Yeah. yeah, let's find that vegan dark chocolate. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. We're having marshmallows. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, well, yeah, Jake, I mean, I, I actually, I thought of you when I read that news, man. It, it sucks when you're waiting. You know, we all, we've all been waiting for a new Ghostbusters <laughs> movie since 1989. And, uh, there, there's other franchises, like even so, you know, Abby, you're a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Yep. You've had to wait several years now I've for this waiting. new one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so a two or three year wait is long enough. And it's enough. being filmed, like, super close to where I live. And I keep seeing James Gunn, like, posting that he's hanging out, like, in places that I've been that are, like, near my parents' house, like, down south in Georgia. And I just need to meet up with him. Um, he's been hanging out at this one animal, or animal sanctuary, because he's, like, an amazing person. Um, and I know where it is, and I just need to, like, get there at the same time as him. Because I love him. Stock yeah. So many questions. So many questions. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, yeah. Just the, the thing that the thing that's super scary about a movie getting pushed back, especially a movie like Godzilla, the first Godzilla did did well, but you know it's not like a Marvel film. It's not one of those movies that you know if, if part two didn't happen, you know it's not the end of the world. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not like the Avengers getting canceled if if Godzilla yeah. two doesn't get made. And I feel like at this point it's kind of resting on Skull Island. Like if Skull Island doesn't do well. It might it might not happen, especially since it's already been pushed so far. So yeah, and Skull it's like Island. you gotta wait on Skull Island. And I mean, like King Kong. I mean, I, the last King Kong did really well, but this is this movie is going to be completely different. You know, it's it's going to be a different tone. It's not Peter Jackson this time. It's going to be way different. Yeah, and it definitely you know from what we've seen, we haven't seen a lot from Skull Island, and you know, we it's got a good cast. And it's a cool concept, but it also could be one of those movies where there's some buildup, and then it comes out, and it's like, well, does anybody really care yeah. about another King Kong movie? It's, right. it's kind of hard. Like, Jake God, cares. Godzilla, well, Jake cares. I'm going to care, but like, does the movie-going public care? Because Godzilla was a little bit different because we've never had a good American Godzilla. We've had one, and it was terrible, so then we finally got one, and there was a lot of buildup and a lot of fanfare. When it comes to King Kong, obviously the original 1933 is one of the classic films of all time. The remake, though, you know, not perfect, is, is, uh, with Jeff Bridges is a good movie, right? Like, people like that movie. I like that movie. Yeah, it's, it's fun. And then the Peter Jackson movie was, you know, I don't know, like, how history will treat that movie. But it is good, and, like, it was a big deal when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the... <laughs> I think... Um one of the, the big differences here though, is that this, this isn't going to be a, a remake, you know, it's just going to be a completely different story. Right. Um, it's going to have King Kong in it, you know, but I don't think, I think that's where the similarities end. You know, obviously it's on skull Island and all that, but right. I don't it think it's, like... I don't think any of the story is going to be similar. I don't think it's a remake. It's just like, Hey, here's a King Kong movie. And obviously that they're, they're putting, they're putting a lot of faith in it because, you know, Universal Studios just brought back the King Kong ride. They got a whole yep. new, whole new Kong ride. Yeah. That's, Which is that's, awesome. Yeah, it looks amazing. So, I mean, they're they're hoping that it's going to do well. And, I mean, I think it probably will. Right. Um, I'll say this. I'm going to go on record. I bet it's going to be 
better than Yoga Hosers. Yeah. Because we watched that trailer. It was weird as fuck. I think I want to watch the movie because I like that it has two female leads, but I also feel weird watching it. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I mean, I definitely want to see it. Yeah, I definitely want to see it because it's Kevin Smith. uh, Yeah, right. And, you know, especially, like, I I really like Tusk. It was super weird. And uh, and he's doing this weird little trilogy thing. And, uh, you know, we got to see him talk um, recently. And he talked a lot about these movies. And, you know, whenever you can like watch a director personally talk about his films it kind of makes you want to watch them a little more and yeah it puts you in there a little more so what was that event that you were at by the way just it was the thing um craig didn't you go to that or did you not get tickets uh i was at a different show than you you what's funny is i never got to go it was a year ago though yeah was that a year ago that was a year that's what's crazy about it like it feels and Yoga Hosers was done then, so it like was done then. He talked, yeah, because he was talking about getting ready to start Moose Jaws. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing about Kevin Smith. Like, obviously, like as podcasters, like we love Kevin Smith. Yeah, right. Like, oh, he, yeah, fuck yeah. He's part of the 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 resurgence of podcasting, and yeah. you know, we all grew up on those movies. We all love Clerks. We all love Mallrats and Chasing Amy and all those. Mm-hmm. And what happens is he's on these podcasts. And he comes up with these crazy ideas, and he's very high when he's talking about them. <laughs> Which and, I fully support. And uh, and then he just – he's like, oh, that would be a good movie. I should have my daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter be like teenage clerks who have to battle Nazi sausages. That's a great idea. <laughs> but then because he's Kevin Smith, he gets yeah. the financing and he gets to make the movie. And then – I guess it just took a long time to get distribution, so he's going on tour with Yoga Hosers, and uh, it's going to be released, I think, July 29th, so well, it's I mean, he talked, yeah. he talked about it, that Q&A, about um, how he wasn't sure he was going to get the funding to make Tusk, and he was going to put his house up for, for another mortgage to get it made, and uh, he just, like, just so happened to have a guy be like, hey, we got, you know, some money that if we don't use it before the end of our term or whatever. So if you want to make this movie, we can fund it. So, I mean, Tusk was a little, was a little hard getting it made, but yeah, I guess he had so much fun making that movie. And he, and he talked about how, how much fun Johnny Depp had making that movie and that he wanted right. to play that weird right. character again. So, right. Yeah, yeah. So they threw him in. That's uh, like the dream though, to get to that point as an artist where you can like, just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Like in Beastie yeah. Martin and just release banjo albums and just play <laughs> banjo music on SNL when everyone just wants you to be funny. Uh, and it's great. Like I, that's what you want to do. So good for him. Yeah. I like that. And like you said, Jake, it's cool to see the directors sit there and just talk about what they're passionate about. And it's probably hard because like, I know they're going to do a sequel to Mallrats. Yeah. They're gonna do another clerks, but I wonder if deep down, if he really is like, man, I just want to make my little weird projects and not worry about like trying to, you know, reclaim that past glory. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's a ton of pressure because like I've brought up this. I don't know if I brought this example up on the podcast before, but like, so Dumb and Dumber is like a beloved '90s comedy, and it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. And when they announced the sequel with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, I was very very excited about it i was like this is gonna be so good it's gonna be so funny those characters are great and it's gonna be perfect and i went to that movie and like 15 or 20 minutes in i was like oh no this is terrible it's been 20 (laughs) years they don't know how to play these characters anymore jim carrey is like a weird 
desert wanderer who like smokes peyote and has tribal experiences with the stars and the natives of god knows where and he's just he i I don't think it's fair really to to expect actors to to 20 or 25 years later or whatever be able to reprise those roles and and reclaim that that unless they're harrison ford well that's what i was gonna say like that's what makes the force awakens so fucking special in my opinion is that we saw Harrison Ford and obviously Mark Hamill to a lesser extent but Carrie Fisher and Peter Mayhew and all and like it felt right and it felt real and it felt like nobody missed a step and yeah, like lived in if exactly like you didn't feel like oh look it's Harrison Ford trying to play Han Solo again it was like, oh, here's an older Han Solo. And I am crying my fucking eyes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, it's just, it was an amazing thing to see. So, not that I'm comparing anything that's happening. I was going to say, the source material between Dumb and Dumber and Star Wars, it's just like a, it's kind of a discrepancy, right? Right. So, Mallrats, do I think Jason Lee can play that character? Yes. Do I think that that other guy, I can't even think of his name. Ben that, Affleck? Yeah. Jeremy, was it Jeremy London? Jeremy or oh, Jason fucking, London? Yeah, one, one of the two. Yeah. One of the Londons. I'm sure those Callow. Guys... Jeremy Callow. Jeremy Callow. I know that's what she called him. Uh, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She calls him Callow at the beginning of the movie. He thinks it's a compliment. Yeah, I always like that. But it's not a compliment. It was so funny, guys. I don't know. Clerks two was okay, but even Clerks two was ten years ago. You know. So, I thought. Yeah, I thought Clerks two was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hope you know what I hope Yoga Hosers is great. I hope Moose Jaws is great, and I hope whatever Kevin Smith does is great, because I really like Kevin Smith. Yeah, me too. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that far-fetched. Yeah. Yeah. Reach for the stars, because they don't have arms to reach for you. (laughs) It's fair. (laughs) They don't. Um, How did we get on that Kevin? Oh, because I brought up Yoga Hosers. Yep. I felt like I had another point about Kevin Smith I wanted to make. Oh, yeah. I don't. I just wanted to say one more time. You just love him? Dumb Dumb and Dumber 2 sucks. That's what I was trying to get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was, it was my biggest disappointment was especially with Jeff Daniels. I was like, Oh, he really doesn't play this character the same. Like it, it's just, it just felt weird and different. So I was, I was sad. Yeah. And there then were, I watched it. It know. was weird, man. There was a couple, I thought there were a couple good bits. I thought it started off. Okay. But man, yeah, that was not, that was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Hot mess. Real uh, hot mess. Well, cool, Jake. Well, I, Thank you for letting us know what was stressing you out. We empathize with your stress. Thank yeah, you. we're stressed out too. I've I, got continued stress. Do you want to go? I mean, I tried to talk about it on the live episode, um, but we had so much going on. Um, so much good going on. Well, but then let me just ask you. What are you stressed about? Guys, I'm stressed about those Jaws shoes. I'm stressed because, first of all, because Jake's got three pairs, and now Craig's got a pair, and you guys both have the pair that I want, but I can't get in a size that I can actually wear because it's a men's shoe that I want. I really want the slip-ons. They're the first ones that I saw that were, like, the first image released online that caught my eye when I saw those. I was like, those are the ones that I fucking want. Those are awesome. I wear slip-ons all the time. Uh, that's my thing. And so when I went online, like the day that everything went up on the site, I found out that those shoes that I wanted specifically are only available in men's and they don't have a size smaller than seven. And in men's shoes, I am a six. I know this because of my Corcoran boots for my Ghostbusters uniform. 
Um, and so I was super fucking pissed. Um, cause I really want those, those slip-ons. Those are the specific ones that I think are awesome that I want to wear and I can't get them. Which slip-ons are, are you talking they're about? They're the ones the, that have the like that. They're two different pairs. They've got like Chrissy in the water and then okay. like the other. Yeah, exactly. It's a white, predominantly white pair. So they didn't, I couldn't get them. I got the, uh, a pair of women's shoes. Um, I wasn't a big fan of all the women's styles. Uh, I got the ones that I like the best, which are the OG, the boat shoes that have like a kind of similar setup to the slip-ons that I wanted. They've got Chrissy in the water on one shoe and then, um, I believe Bruce the shark on the yeah. other. It's yeah, it's nice. from the, uh, I guess the original poster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're cute and all, but they've got, like, a white tip on the toe, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. So, I've, you know, I'm just – I'm dealing with that uh, shoe stress. And well, well, I mean, just to acknowledge it, first off, we, we did mention it briefly last week. It's very fucking cool that Sperry Shoes is putting out a line of, of Jaws shoes because it's kind of like – like, Jaws is one of the most beloved, famous movies of all time, but when you think – Hey, in 2016, what would be like an obvious pair up for for Sperry boat shoes? Boat shoes, right? I, I wouldn't think they'd be like, "Hey, let's partner up with Universal and put out a line of Jaws products." Having said that, it's very smart for them because from talking to their support staff, um, just out of curiosity, I got on their live chat and asked them how the shoes were selling, and they told me, "Why would I?" You should have invited them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <I was> kind of, <laughs> hey, because hey, shoe talk is so hi, interesting. Sarah, Sarah from Denver. Um, would you like to come on to the Yes Have Some podcast and tell me what the sales are like for these shoes? Um, but yeah, they they Let's were talk s- numbers. They were selling like crazy, so it, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, for them. which added to my stress because that's really what it was. Like I was coming down to like I know these are going to sell out quickly. Do I buy the shoes that I really want and risk them not fitting me and not being able to wear them, or do I go with the women's size that I don't like as much but I know I can wear them? And I know that stresses you out, Jake, because you're probably not going <coughs> to wear any of yours, and I want to wear mine because I'm functional like that. But yeah, I'm gonna yeah I'm at a point where I've thought about buying a, a, a second pair of one of the Never styles start. I already have so I can wear them more often. Um, right. And uh, I, okay, so there are four men's styles and four women's styles. And I, I bought three of the men's. There was one style I did not buy. And uh, I, I went on their website the other day to look at it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll get it anyway just because I want them all. And they were sold out of my size. So, I mean, that tells you right there that they're selling out quick. I also am super jealous because I really love the women's style red shoe. The one that's like, it's red and it has the word Jaws also in red. It's like red on red. Jake, now I need to go buy those too. Dude, I love those. And I looked, I was like, man, I was like, I wonder what size they would need to make for that to fit my foot. And they don't make it that big. So I checked. Dude, right. Yeah, and, and it was cool. Like, I went into Journeys to buy mine because I didn't order mine online. Um, and they had, like, a cool Jaws display. Like, it's, like – and it's just cool. It's just one of those cool things because, like, Jaws being one of my favorite movies, um, I like to see it out in the wild. So that that was a lot of fun. I did wear my shoes to work. Um, I, what was not, the reaction? The reaction was good. People were into them, I think. Or it's either they were into them or they don't care. All right, let me be. Let me be. Or is it that you wear flip flops every day to work usually? Here, let me be blunt. 
I don't think people really noticed them until I got in their face. Was like, hey, check out these shoes. <laughs> Look at my face. jaw shoes. <laughs> Look at them. Acknowledge the power of the great white <laughs> upon my foot. Um, no, yeah, people like them. What? The, the, the thing that sucks is the soles are white, so there's no way that the very bottoms aren't going to get dirty just walking around. Um, right. You so, just keep a toothbrush on you. Yeah, I'll Windex. just clean them. I'll just, I just won't work, and I'll just make sure I meticulously clean out. Um, you, ever wear, you ever buy a pair of shoes, and you wear them, and you're like, oh, these suck, I'm going to take them back? And then, like, you look on the bottom, and it's like it looks like you walked through, like, a... A muddy forest. Like a gum factory. <laughs> you're like, where, you're like, I walked like into the mall and out, and then like into one store, and then there's like weird pebbles stuck in all yep, the crevices. You have to get like a butter knife out and get yeah. a little water going, and then you take it back, and they like, and you're just praying they don't notice, and like they look casually at the bottom, they don't really give a fuck. I was like, to, I like what to make myself feel better. I make up a little lie when they're like, so it's like the, the retail employee who, you know, actually doesn't care. But as soon as they like, look at the bottom of the shoe, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a, yeah, I didn't really even wear those. So I didn't know if there's some, if there's some dirt on there, then you guys have an issue here. Cause somebody wore that. That was not me. Uh, so, but I will not be taking back my jaw shoes because not only are the shoes cool, the box it comes in is amazing. Absolutely. It's a total display piece. And then the bloody tissue is, like, fucking amazing. Um, Like, everything about it is tight and awesome, and it does make sense. And overall, yeah, I'm super stoked. I'm grateful. Little bummed that the ones I wanted were not available to me. Kind of like I felt about the Alien Stompers, which sold out super quickly for the Alien Day. Um, And... I was pissed because they didn't make those in women's sizes either, which didn't really make sense to me. Well, there's no women in the movie Alien. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> um, there you go. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things I'm stressed about is, like, whatever. Call it shoe sexism. Call it what you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this episode is titled Call It Shoe Sexism. I love that. <laughs> but beyond that, my stress has been... Um, Whoa, you have multiple stress? Guys, I always have multiple stresses. i got to take advantage of my time. Um... I have so many questions that I wish I'd asked Paul Feig. And I'm sure we all sort of, like, have that feeling a little bit. Like, while he was talking, I'm just, like, I remember texting Jake. I was like, ask him something. Because I'm like, I I can't think of anything. Like, I literally, I don't think I was able to actually get a question out. I'm pretty sure I just talked about my own feelings. Which was, like, that was special and nice. But in retrospect, I definitely wish that I had, like, formulated some things. Um, Like, one of them being, what does Kate McKinnon's hair smell like? Because I need to know uh, if he got up close and personal. Um, I would like to know, when did he first fall in love with Kristen Wiig? I'd like to know, how did his relationship with her originate, leading up to Bridesmaids? Also, what does she smell like? Um, Third question would be, I've heard him talk about getting picked on as a kid and uh, bullied and how he found solace in, like, groups of females who uh, didn't judge him and used humor as, like, a defense mechanism and, like, were kind of a nice little support group. And uh, that's who he hung out with, like, as a kid. And I would have wanted to ask him, like, first of all, that makes me love him even more, like, hearing him talk about that, which I've, you know, heard him talk about that a couple times now on podcasts and interviews and stuff. Uh, And then secondly... Who were the first females that made him laugh, like, growing up and, like, who, like, because obviously he's got, like, such an understanding of, like, what makes women tick and, like, what specifically is is unique and innate to them about, like, their sense of humor and it's how disarming and, like, 
sweet and, and, and earnest and sensitive and emotional and hilarious and, like, unpredictable and batshit crazy. Like, he, he understands that, like, female psyche. And I would have liked to have asked, like, who were the women who inspired him on screen and in real life um, and have gone into detail a little bit more about that because that's just, like, personal stuff for me. And then question four, <laughs> is Miss Slimer her own real character in the movie? And also, is she your bae? Uh, also, what does she smell like? So, so those are my questions. That's uh, a lot of questions, and you're obsessed with questions. how everybody smells. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming that Kristen Wiig and Kate McKinnon and Miss Slimer and Paul Feig all smell pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Miss Slimer. Yeah, she might stink. I think she smells like hot dogs. Smells <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, no, I completely agree. So one thing I I. Had a couple people ask me about this, so um, we had no time to prepare an interview, right? Yeah, exactly. We uh, we talked about it earlier. Within a couple seconds' time, we went from you know talking with Dan about the reboot into okay, now we have the director of Ghostbusters 2016 on the phone. How do we make this a functional conversation and make the questions matter and take advantage of our time? Um, and how do I stop sweating? <laughs> How do I go get my Hot Pockets out of the microwave and eat them and still do the interview? Because I'm a multitasker. I had no Hot Pockets, guys. I was lying. Uh, hot Pockets. That's how I pronounce it. Um, uh, accentuate. Uh, but no, I think, yeah, it's easy after the fact to come up with questions. And yeah, I came, there was things that hit me that I wanted to ask um, specifically about the production of the movie. Like, you know what kind of concepts did you guys want to go with that didn't come to fruition? Like, is there a chance that we might see some of the, uh, you know, production art come out in like, a, a uh, one of those making of books, um, that we get with a lot of the big movies, because I mean, the, he mentioned in a, um, an interview recently about original concepts for like the Ecto one and the proton pack. And I just, I want to see all that stuff. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, it, I definitely agree that, like, after the fact, my, my mind was racing with, oh, I could ask this, we should ask this, we should ask this. Um, but the thing is, he was so forthcoming with his answers and so honest and upfront and, like, cool about it that, like, we would ask him a question, he would just talk. And it wasn't like he was nervous, rambling, trying to, like, make his case or anything like that. Like, I got the feeling, like, he truly has a love for the property and he really enjoys talking to fans about it because he is a fan himself. Yeah. If you um, watch Freaks and Geeks, you get that understanding that like he understands the like the nerdy, geeky, misfit side of things and that's like one of my favorite things about that show like because there's those are accurate representations of like kids that I hung out with and felt most comfortable around in high school and I think that like the sci-fi convention world is not a far off thing from for him and one of my favorite things in our interview with him is when he referenced that he had just been to a Toys R Us that day and that he was looking for the toys. Jake, how would you feel if you walked into a Toys R Us looking for um you know, a specific toy and the director of that movie was there looking for them as well. God, that'd be so weird, wouldn't it? Um, I, would prob- would you- I, ho- I would probably call you. <laughs> How mad would you be like if it was like, oh, I don't know, let's say it's the new Godzilla movie and Gareth Edwards just walks into Toys R Us and you both go to grab it at the same time. Like, I'd be so pissed off if he got the last Godzilla figure. And then you guys kiss. I'd be like, dude, you get the movie. Let me have the fucking toy. 
You get right. to direct Godzilla. Let me have this twelve dollar <laughs> piece of plastic. Yeah. It's all I have. Uh, well, cool. Well, thank you, Ab. Any more uh, stress that uh, you get off your chest? Yeah, I honestly had like one last thing that I had jotted down. Uh, that being the Holtzman sidearm pistol gun, which it's it looks similar to a Nerf gun. Um, I haven't seen that in stores yet. It's the one thing that I do not have on my shelves in my Ghostbusters 2016 collection, which is pretty much complete. I feel very at peace. Minus the fact that I, I don't have this gun because it's amazing and it also hooks to the proton pack. There's like a little latch that you can like put it on for and like I just I just want to take it off and then I want to lick it. Um, and there's a Stay Puft t-shirt that's in the boy section at Target that I've seen that is not in stores yet. But I've seen it online and images of it and I just want to take it home and I want to cut the sleeves off and I want to wear it every day. So I literally have gone to target like every weekend and like combed through the boys section t-shirts and just judged all of them because they're not good enough and they don't have stay puffed on them um so i just i just wish that was in stores and um i wish the gun was in stores and then i can feel good about myself and like sleep at night um this is completely off topic but it just dawned on me and i wanted to say tell you guys this i was at work today and uh, my boss was talking about um new people coming into the company and he referred to them as assets uh-huh. and i said they're uh-huh. not assets they're animals <laughs> oh my god thank you claire highly intelligent animals <laughs> highly in- she remembered where you put it in <laughs> oh just like Ooh. every date i've never had uh-huh. <laughs> i'm so sorry uh well thank you abigail that was very stressful but i feel like we've had a couple weeks of pent-up stress you feel like yeah, you're just getting it out it was really good I feel very relaxed. Good, good, cool. Well, here we go, guys. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do it like in, in tandem at the same time? I want you go. both to ask me the big. Should question. we sing it? <laughs> the big Q. I don't do know we... how that's gonna work. We're not singing. We're All not right. gonna sing it. No. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Craig. Yes. What's stressing you out? What is stressing me out? Okay, here it is, guys. Today, the day of recording this, May the eleventh. 2016 the brand new set of ghostbusters trading cards was released by cryptozoic um they hit hobby shops and uh, specialty stores today so i used to be a huge collector of like entertainment cards right um i would i collected lost and battlestar galactica and like i had a lot of stuff that i wouldn't even be like a hardcore fan of but i just really like the cards and i liked collecting the autograph cards and the- ac slater yeah, I have – I do. I still have a, uh, a Mario Lopez autographed card. Um, yeah. I'm not bragging, but things are going pretty well <laughs> yes, over here are. at the Yes Have Some podcast. I also have a Lori Petty autographed card. Ooh. So Tank Girl, deal with that. Um, and Point Break. So yeah. uh, I used to be a huge collector of cards, but I basically quit cold turkey like five years ago because it is among, – you know, amongst all the hobbies I have – this was another one of those just expensive hobbies. It's it's expensive to collect the sets and the autographs and the sketch cards and all of that and buy the boxes. So I quit. But I did say if they ever did a set of Ghostbusters cards, obviously I would be all over it. Um, thinking that there's no way that's ever going to happen because back in 2011, 2012, the prospects of like a new movie and a resurgence in Ghostbusters fandom was just – it wasn't that. It was kind of a bleak uh, Dark ages, yeah. yeah. It was the dark ages. So, uh, Cryptozoic does those uh, sets of cards uh, for, like, lots of different shows. They do the Walking Dead cards and, like, Vampire Diaries and 
just all sorts of shows. Uh, they do the Big Bang Theory cards, and they do some movie releases too. So, today, the Ghostbusters cards were finally released. I had ordered two boxes off blowoutcards.com, which is a really good uh, sports and entertainment card website. And um, but obviously, they come out today, which means they got them in yesterday, which means I'm not going to get my boxes in until tomorrow. Possibly Friday. But so you got to find a loophole. I have to find a loophole. I don't have any local stores carrying them. How am I going to get that instant gratification? How am I going to bust open a box of these cards on the day that they're released? Well, for those of you who are not familiar, in the card collecting world, there is something called live box breaking where for people who, as Abby told me today, for people who are scared to buy boxes of cards and open them in their house out of fear of their wives finding out. I was not happy about this. Can we just be honest? But continue. Continue. So you can buy cards, boxes of cards, and have them opened for you. On YouTube, by someone else's dirty, by hands. somebody else, and then they send you the cards you get. Now, I didn't, I wouldn't do this from like, you know, dude, kid, twenty three, like fourteen year old in San Antonio or anything. Like, this is a reputable uh, shout out to dude, kid, twenty three. <laughs> um, where I'm going with this is today, I had somebody else open my Ghostbusters cards. Move. Someone said that. Um, so cardsinfinity.com. They've got a great YouTube channel. This guy owns the Hobby Box, uh, which is a great card store in Wilmington, North Carolina. And this guy is opening cards on YouTube all day long. Uh, And I opened a box. I got my first box of Ghostbusters cards. And I'm not going to lie, guys. It's great. These cards are amazing. In this box, I got one autograph of Michael Ensign, who is the uh, hotel manager in Ghostbusters. Nice. Which, that's, that's such a silly autograph to get, right? Like, mm. I never really thought, like... I mean, that guy's one of the best characters in the movie. $5,000? $5,000? I had no idea it would be that much. I won't, I pay, won't it. pay it. He's also an over... Like, you could tell he probably is, like, a classically cha- trained... Shakespearean. Like, Shakespearean actor, because his acting is so, like, a little over the top, which I love. And Dude, uh, he, so I got a, that, that guy also plays the hotel manager in Pink Floyd's The Wall. So maybe that's all he does is plays hotel managers. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not really familiar. I've never seen The Wall, but that guy's great in Ghostbusters, and I didn't even know he was still alive. So um, I was very excited about that. I also got one of the patch cards, uh, which was really cool. Uh, I didn't get one of the um, main guys. Uh, I didn't get Vankman or Spangler. Uh, I got – who did I get? I don't even remember. Um, oh yeah, Ron Alexander. Yeah, uh, who's Ghost part, Smashers. part of the Ghost Smashers from the IDW comment uh, comics? Um, and that those card, the patch cards are one in ninety six packs, so I beat the odds on that one. And then uh, I got a really really cool sketch card um, of uh, so there's like these one of one artist sketch cards which you can get. They're about one in thirty packs, so you're not guaranteed one. And I got um, a very very cool sketch of the Statue of Liberty scene of the four Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 uh, hanging out of the Statue of Liberty. It's kind of a close-up. Uh, it looks like it's probably, like, I don't know. Jake, you saw it. What do you think? It's, like, colored pencils? or It's not paint. Yeah, it looked like it might be. Um, I'm trying to pull it up, see if I could uh, cool. find it really quick. Yeah, the artist's name was um, 
Urine was his last name. Yeah, I remember Urine. It's either Mike Urine or Matt Urine. I'll have to look that up to give him proper credit. Um, but there's so many sketch cards in the set that the odds of getting a cool one aren't really like. There's a lot of cool sketch cards, but there's also some like you could tell the artist was trying to knock out a hundred <laughs> sketches and and kind of you know phoned in a little bit. But this one's really amazing. Yeah, um, I'm picky and I liked it a lot. Abby's picky. She really liked it and. Uh, well, I was upset because somebody else was opening our cards, first of all. But then when I saw that sketch card, like, my little frown turned upside down. I was like, eh, I like that. I'm excited to get that. But I so wish I'd opened it. After that long spiel about collecting cards and being excited about these cards, you're probably asking me what my stress is. So I had never done this before. So the first part of my stress is that on my home television, I watched somebody else opening my Ghostbusters cards. Which was like a weird, there's just like a weird sadistic thing. Like voyeuristic. I felt like I was stuck in purgatory watching like some <laughs> other kid get my Christmas. That was present. my whole argument. It feels like punishment to watch somebody else open your toys or your cards. And I, I mean, I want to keep the wrappers. I love the ritual of it. Like I love sitting down and like the opening. Of the actual box and using the scissors and, like, the wrapping and, like, you know, the cats get into the wrapping on the floor and then you put the cards down and, like, just the feel and the smell of it. So, like, it's all part of it. So, but, I mean, I get it. Like, you want it, you need it, like, you needed it immediately. I know you're get- we're getting more boxes, so I'm not stressed at all. Well, the second we'll part of my stress them. is that, you know, they open the cards and then they still have to ship them to me. So, I'm still not going to get these cards in hand um, for a couple days. Uh, but it was really, really cool, and it was a lot of fun <laughs> to, at least on day one, check out these cards. And you're not guaranteed any autographs, so I, I was glad I got one. I mean, I wanted Dan Aykroyd or uh, Ivan Reitman. Obviously, those are the probably the – or Bobby Brown. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Brownstone Boy. Or Brownstone Boy. <laughs> I wanted Brownstone Boy. Which is Ivan Reitman's son who tells the Ghostbusters they're – Full, you know, crap. full of crap. My dad thinks you're full of crap. Um, so there's a lot of great autographs in the set, but I got two more boxes coming tomorrow, so I can't really be that stressed because I'm going to be open to those. Too that blessed I th- to be stressed. I'm too blessed to be stressed, and we're going to be doing uh, some more videos. So there. Yeah, we're going to be the ones making the videos. Yeah, not that other guy who I gave seventy five dollars to to open my it cards. It just feels weird, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, I think Andrew, yeah, thank you. Andrew Schaefer had the best comment. So Andrew Schaefer has the new book coming out, uh, called ghosts from our past. And, uh, is it, wait, is it ghosts from or of, I think it's ghosts from, he's an all around good guy. Yeah. Ghosts from our past, which is the new, uh, tie in book with the new ghostbusters movie. He's the author of, uh, the real world version. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the new Tobin spirit guide. Exactly. And, uh, he left a comment on my Facebook that said, I can't wait to see videos of other people playing with your toys. So, <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen. Andrew Schaefer. Come on. I, I let, they can open up my cards, but no one's touching my toys. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Unless it's something I need on day one and I just have to see it. <laughs> um, we should probably just plug ghosts from our past. That move, everybody. Yeah. Go to amazon.com. Pre-order Ghosts from Our Past uh, by yeah, Andrew Schaefer. Pre-ordered my copy already. Yep. Yep. And uh, you can get Pretty. it for eight eighty-two right now on paperback. Ooh, that's a steal. And uh, you're gonna need that. That's that's kind of that's canon uh, literature yeah. that you're gonna need going into this movie. So everybody, get on Amazon, look up Ghosts from Our Past, 
and uh, Andrew Schaefer. Mandatory summer reading. Exactly. We expect book reports from everybody. Ooh, I'm grading them. And we're going to grade them. And we do check for punctuation. We've been talking about this for a while. And this is kind of, we're going to call this, the second part of this episode is going to be called Bonus Stress. Okay? The Bonus Stress is us basically having a confessional. This is us getting into the confession, the the constressional. Bless me, Father. Forgive me, Father. Welcome to the constressional. That's not a real word. We have a couple things that we want to admit here at the Yes Have Some podcast. I feel like the three of us have kind of been living a little bit of a lie. Want to admit that we have a problem? Do it. We're. This is going to be the first ever. I haven't seen this movie, and I'm embarrassed. But I promise I'll probably watch it soon, but possibly not. <laughs> Don't hate me, but I haven't seen. Is that what we're calling it? That's a long we, title. We have not come yeah, up with it. Yeah, that was a couple titles at once. We're, we're going to see what works. Yeah. Um, basically, the concept here is we're having a discussion recently about movies, and we realized that there's some famous movies that all of us have not seen. Now, this isn't like one movie that all three of us haven't seen. We've each come up with a couple movies that... Maybe if you met us on the streets, you would assume that we had like been like big. Maybe fans if you of- saw our shoes, you'd assume we'd seen them. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Is that a clue? Yeah, it's a little foreshadowing. What is it? Is what? it three shadowing? Is it might be three and foreshadowing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate me, Jake. <laughs> All right. Um, so here, what we're gonna go around. This is bonus stress. This is the yes, have some bonus stress. We're gonna just we're just gonna go from here. We all have movies that we haven't seen, that we are ashamed of, that we'd be embarrassed to tell our... We're all sinners. We're all sinners. <laughs> all right. I've beat, I've beat the concept into the ground. I think everybody knows what... <laughs> yeah, I think we all know what's happening. All right. Who wants to start? Hey, I, think, I think we all just Abigail. heard me admit that I've never seen Jaws 3 or Jaws 4 The Revenge. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That felt so good to say because we talk about it all the time. So I need wow. to go see them. Jake, what do you think? Oh, are Man, we still friends? You're missing out. You're missing I know, out what the fuck? on probably the worst movie ever made. Yes. See, here's the thing. I went and read the plot summary on Wikipedia, and I was like, whoa. Let's now, not which, even do the podcast. Jaws 4 sounds terrible and amazing, and I really want to see that shark tracking them down, like, across the... Cu- like, isn't doesn't it follow them to the Bahamas or something? It does, and it was, like, man. rushed production, and there was all sorts of problems. Like, I want to see it even more now. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't seen those. We're gonna, I know, we're what the fuck, this. right? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, Jaws 3 is bad. Jaws 3 is yeah. bad. Uh, Jaws 4... I think Jaws 3 is the worst of the four. Okay. Uh, I, it's the hardest to sit through. Jaws 4 is fun. Like, Jaws 4, it's bad, but yes. it's one of those so bad that it's very fun to that watch. I get into it's it. really silly. It's funny how bad it is. So, what, what I've always wondered about Jaws 3 is that, so it takes place in SeaWorld, right? Yeah. Like, actual SeaWorld. Not like a, like a, a it's water. It's called SeaWorld. Yeah, it's actually it's SeaWorld. It's actually SeaWorld. They were cool with it. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah, like, could you, I don't Disney... know what kind of miscommunication was. How was that on not there? the first blackfish for them? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, weird. W- would Disney World like? Could you imagine like, like uh, 
a horse like a horror movie is going to come out that takes place at a theme park and they approach Disney they're like yeah what we're thinking is like there's a serial killer on the loose set Magic Kingdom yeah and it's like, like if it's like if Jurassic Park took place in Disney World right right there's an outbreak in the water or something something terrible happens right <laughs> it's also yeah, it weird just... because like uh, I think Jaws 4 pretends that Jaws 3 didn't happen yeah like, right. it, it that's literally it... like it purposefully uh, which is art imitating life. It, it, it just ignores the continuity, and it's like the same character. The main character of Jaws four is the same main character of Jaws three, but it's played by a different person. He's got a different job. He lives in a different place. Like they completely pretend Jaws three didn't happen. Yep. Gotcha. Are we doing roundtable? Like, well, I mean, I mean, are we done with the Jaws? I feel like that's such a revelation. I know, I know. Yeah, like I've seen it. pieces of Jaws three like on TV. I think like while flipping, but it was not enough of like a invested watch to where I could like talk about it or like. Have well, the thing it- is, Jaws three for whatever reason, it, like you know how when you would go to the uh, blockbuster when you were a kid and you rent a movie and you like mine, I would always rent Terminator two and Point Break. Yeah. Always, that's what I always mm-hmm. wanted to rent. My brother always wanted Jaws 3. That was like, he, he was like five years old and was obsessed with Jaws 3. Yeah. Why? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe a therapist could figure that out. Um, so I saw that movie a lot. And I even, it was one of those things, even as a kid, I was like, oh, this is bad. I know this is bad. I know this one's bad. It makes me feel weird watching it. Yeah. It has, right. man, Jaws 3 has like, the, the effects are probably the worst. Uh I think the shark is supposed to be like 35 feet long in that movie. <laughs> so oh, he's like, it's giant. That That's a, this yeah. is a weird movie. Hey, yeah. size does matter. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, that that's a good, well, I think, do you have more or should we go around the circle? I think we should do it like rapid fire. I go then. Okay. Who's next? Jake, you're Who's, up, buddy. Okay. Uh, all right. So these, these are two movie series that I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the movies in these series. Um, okay. I haven't seen any of the Godfather movies. Oh. Yeah. Which I feel like that's one that I should watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I've it's never like seen. I've also never seen any of the 007 movies. Like I've never seen a James Bond movie at all. Oh wow. Okay. There's like and 40 of them. Yeah. There's a ton of them. Yeah, and they've just never. Um, they've just never appealed to me in any kind of way. Like. I've never seen like a preview for one and just been like, man, that looks like something I would enjoy. Yeah. And I've that had... Adele song I'll enjoy, <laughs> but that's I've about had... it. I've had, you know, friends tell me like, Oh, you should, you should at least start here or watch these newer ones or watch just the Daniel Craig ones. Like I've heard they're good, but I've just never really cared. Like it's, it's one of those things that I would like to sit down one day and maybe just start in the first one and go through them, but I've never seen any of them. Have you, have you guys seen I'm comfortable just saying that movies? I'll do that at some point. I grew up watching, like, the original, like, Sean Connery once, and I think even then I knew that he was, that, that they were kind of, like, exploitative and, like, not kind of anti-femme, but, like, I liked some of the, like, you know, visually it's, I guess it's, it was fun and entertaining to watch as a kid. I remember them um, being allowed to watch them because um, being homeschooled, like, you know, classic films and stuff were always okay in our house. Um, but I wasn't, like, riveted or, like, super into James Bond. I'm still not really the biggest fan of, like, the whole spy genre. And uh, for that reason, yeah, I haven't seen the recent ones in theaters either. 
Um, it's not really my cup of tea. And, uh, yeah, so I understand. And it is, like, a big wall of, of like, uh, there's the there's the amount of James Bond movies is so great that, like, getting into yeah, where it. where do you start? Right, it's like watching Getting Into the Simpsons. It's like, <laughs> or if we're talking TV shows, there's another one that I haven't seen, like, all of or really full episodes because it's just so great and so vast. So Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen, like, I haven't really seen the old James Bond movies. Like, I know them when they're on. Like, I can watch them and be like, oh, yeah, this is James Bond. But I guess that's not that hard because he says, hi, I'm James Bond, like, every ten seconds. Right. Uh, but, like, I saw Casino Royale. And then Royale. he's having sex. Yeah, lots of sex. <laughs> I saw Casino Royale, and I really liked that movie. But I haven't seen, like, Skyfall or Spectre or Quantum of Solace. I feel like Goldeneye is probably the one I saw, like, multiple times in the 90s. Now, um, now. I played the shit out of some GoldenEye. Yeah, girl, talk to me about that. Isn't it funny that, like, GoldenEye was the greatest N64 game, but you never were like, maybe I should watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I should keep playing this game and getting in fights with my best friend. Um, (laughs) What about James Bond Jr., the animated series? Now, I was into that. Now, I remember that, but I don't... It I was remember his, it being uh, a cartoon, but I didn't really watch that either. Had a pretty decent action figure line. Yeah. You can find those pretty cheap. Had a kind of a, almost like a young Peter Venkman look to him, like animated Peter Venkman. Yeah. And uh, I think it was James Bond's nephew, who went by James Bond Jr. Very Which, which kind of brings up some maybe okay. weird family things. Yeah, a couple <laughs> questions for Mr. Jr. Um. So, yeah, I think we should maybe all sit down and at least watch, like, Skyfall or something. Oh. Maybe yeah. we can record, like, uh, a commentary track, and it's just us the whole time going, oh, yeah, this sucks. This is overrated. Yeah. Which is Ghostbusters. Just me singing Adele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my no. big admit is, is that I've never seen James Bond Jr. I'm definitely not familiar with that cartoon. <laughs> now, what so. about The Godfather? Have you guys seen those? So I've Pieces, seen... and I'm familiar enough, I feel like. So... But... When I was, like, in high school, I was convinced I was, like, a huge movie buff. Because you watched wa- Kevin Smith movies? Yeah, because I liked Clerks. Uh-huh. And I remember I got, like, the Godfather, um, like, the, the DVD set when it first came out. And it was, like, really expensive. And, like, I remember bragging to my friends, like, oh, yeah, I got the Godfather DVD. It's, like, yeah, the, the, it's really, like, a remarkable uh, cinematic piece. <laughs> and, like, I had not even seen them, like, at all. Um, I think I really liked Goodfellas and Casino. So I was, like, yeah, I love the Godfather. Um, hey, here, said that, hey, here's here's two more confessions. I've never seen Goodfellas or Casino. Oh. Yeah, I've seen the beginning of Casino and none of Goodfellas. Guys, is Goodfellas? I think we have that on the shelf. I too. feel like the yes have some credibility. What? We just lost here. so many people. <laughs> it's like dropping. Whoa! <laughs> no, I mean those are both good movies, man. Scorsese. Do you like The Departed? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I liked The Departed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've seen Godfather one, two. I know three is like the one that's kind of like whatever. Um. In the second one is kind of known as the the best of the series, one of the great movies of all time. And yeah, those movies are good, but it's also one of those things like they're so revered and so held at like a high, like such a high standard, mm-hmm. and or people have so much love for those movies that when you watch them, it's almost like you're resentful of the fact that you don't love them as much as you think you should. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. when It's, it's a stressful thing. You're like, I have to love this as much as everyone else does and get it in the same way. And if you don't, and it's so like, I'm, something... I'm, yeah, I'm scared. I'm going to watch it and then just be like, Oh wait, this is it. This is what right. I've been hearing about forever. Right. 
Well, Jake, man, those are those are two good ones. Um, do you have any more? Should we? I, I we can loop. We can do another loop. I mean, yeah, I, I was go. gonna. Th- you go. Go ahead and fin- Go ahead and throw yours out there, and round I got something off. else. We'll, we'll, we'll All right, do guys, a round off. This one's gonna be tough. I feel like I'm gonna get yelled at by at least one of you. Oh mm. boy. It'll I, feel good though. I promise you. I felt does better. It feel good? Yeah, like I feel closer to Jake. It's like when we talked about Claire. <laughs> it was a really big moment. <sighs> I have never seen the following two movies. Well, let me clarify that. I've never seen either of these movies or any of the movies in the series of the one of them. All right, ready? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Blade Runner. Okay. And I have never seen Predator. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's... That's surprising. Blade I'm not Runner, lie to Blade you guys. Runner is not okay. Blade Runner is not surprising because I feel like that's a movie a lot of people haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't. Okay, but I'm Predator? Familiar. You haven't seen Predator? What are you doing? I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you guys right now. I don't want to take your stress, but I haven't say, either. Can I say something? I haven't seen any. I don't feel better right now. You feel I worse. feel terrible. <laughs> oh, you, hey, hey, you should. You, you should, should feel awful. Well, here's the thing. So we need to set up that hotline now. Here's what's weird. So, uh, Blade Runner. I've never seen it. I'm gonna watch it soon because it's getting a sequel. And I yeah, have to we be... should follow this up with the promise to watch all of these watch movies. All these. Yeah, it's we're never gonna Will have another episode because us... we're gonna be watch, waiting for Jake to watch 35 James Bond movies. <laughs> um, but so put, putting Blade Runner to the side, like yeah, it's a very famous sci-fi movie. Harrison Ford, like. Uh, Ridley Scott directed it, right? Yep. Yeah. Man, I fucked yeah, up. He he did, and there's also like some weird um in some like special features and uh some Easter eggs here and there. It's been hinted at that that movie takes place in the same universe as Alien. Oh. Right. Um, heard that, heard that. It's a it, it's a great movie. It's it's one that I haven't seen in a very long time i own it but it's Mm -hmm. been so long since i've watched it it's one of those that i've been every time i read something about the the sequel getting made i'm like i need to sit down and rewatch blade runner right Um, and i feel like i'm gonna watch it for the first time and it's gonna be great but yeah the predator thing is really weird because it came out like it's right in that pocket of 80s movie i don't know what was it 86 87 88 something like that like, somewhere which, around there yeah by all means like being such a fan of the terminator series yeah. and being such a fan of like robocop and like all those kinds of movies like there's no reason why i have not watched predator considering of how popular of a movie it is there's all these movies in the series mm-hmm. there's alien versus predator there's two of those arnold schwarzenegger's in it jesse ventura's in it i think Whoa. and it's yeah, like the is. body the body's in it. Yep. And uh, I haven't seen it. And I really, I was trying to pinpoint why. And I think it goes back to that thing of like, I was so obsessed with Terminator as a kid that I didn't want to watch anything else mm-hmm. with Arnold Schwarzenegger besides Terminator. Yeah. Right. Like that. I've never, I've also never seen Commando. It's how I am as an adult about Chris Pratt, like a star Lord. <laughs> like I don't want to see him in any other roles. Yeah, so I get it. So yeah, I do, I feel I do feel good, and um, but it's like, but also Predator is one of those things that in pop culture is referenced a lot. Yeah, like there's always jokes about Predator and, and like references, and like I kind of laugh along, but deep down I feel very shameful. Yep. I'll yeah, I'll click like, but I don't know about it. 
That's weird. They're like constantly making Predator movies too. Like there's a new Predator, like Shane Black is making a Predator movie right now. Yeah, yeah. And then there was like the Adrian Brody one. Yeah, there was the one that came out a couple of years ago, uh, all the Alien versus Predator. We're going to, guys, we're going to sit down. We're going to have a weekend. We're going to um, do our penance. Some, we're going to get some, some Hail Marys. And we're going to watch Jaws 4 and we're going to watch Ooh. Predator. I think it's a good idea. Well, while we're going... We should also watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind, because Abby hasn't seen that either. Whoa. Whoa, I know. Should we go... Well, while we're on the Spielberg fans while we're Richard Spielberg fans. Guys, I'm a huge Steven Spielberg fan. Favorite director. I'm Jewish. I've never seen Schindler's List. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. Are we feeling Dude, better or worse? Let's watch that. Dude, let's oh. watch Predator let's versus Schindler's List. Predator Fan versus fiction. Schindler? Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's another movie series that um I hadn't seen until recently. Okay. And and I don't know if it's another one of those movies that you hear about being a classic and everything, and I, I watched it recently, and I didn't love it, and that movie is Rocky. Huh. Yeah. I had never seen any of the Rocky movies, and uh, when Creed came out, I was hearing so much how good Creed was. I just kept hearing it everywhere, like, people were talking about how amazing Creed was, so I was like, man... Maybe I should watch the Rocky movies so I can go see Creed. So yeah. I watched the first Rocky movie and I did not like it. I don't I don't know, man. Like Rocky as a character is kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. He's a little weird. Uh I just I didn't hey. dig it. I didn't dig it. I yeah, just didn't know, like you know, it. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> I wouldn't I was call like, him, you know, weird on, you know, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm watching Late night seven impressions. of these, you know? Yeah. There's seven of those, and I was like, I, I can't get through it. I'm not I really, it. like, Rocky's probably a top ten movie for me, Whoa. but it's also in one of those things where if you've never yeah. seen it, and it's 2016 and you watch it for the first Windows time, closed. it's like it's like kind of like, okay, that's like, whatever, you Thrill know? Thrill is gone. Like, no one's becoming a big Rocky fan now. Like, you either, you're either you either in on Rocky or does it... It's almost like The Godfather or hopefully not Predator, but, like... <laughs> right. You know, I don't... Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the, the, the window... Sometimes you see every Fast and the Furious movie multiple times, but you miss out on The Godfather <laughs> or, or Predator or whatever. Um. It's just the life of a... Uh, I get obsessed with the things I love, and it's yeah. hard for me to... AMC is showing Jurassic Park, Lost World, Jurassic Park 3 all week. I'm going to watch it, like, over and over and over again. and put Ghostbusters right. 2 on after it, like, because that's what I want to fucking do. Right. Now, there was a couple movies that I had not seen, and Abby, you're probably in the same boat a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I did not see Little Shop of Horrors till about two years ago. It was like a spiritual experience for me. I remember everything about that day. It was like extremely special. I was having a rough day and it just, it brought me out of it. And I, as soon as the the music started, like I was like just being ushered into a world that I felt familiar with, but like dazzled by and just so mad at myself for not knowing and like not being a part of it before. And like, as like, as soon as we finished watching it, like I, I just like, 
I couldn't get enough of the soundtrack. Like I got that for vinyl for Christmas on vinyl for Christmas, and listening to that soundtrack just makes me so fucking happy. And yeah, I just I feel like uh, that was one of those movies that like it's a huge payoff once you finally do see it. You're like, now I get it, and and I see why people loved it, and I see why I was missing out. Yep. So that's how I'm gonna feel when I see Jaws three, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Not as many good songs. Not as many songs. <laughs> The shark doesn't sing, doesn't have as many musical numbers. Um, Jake, do you have any? Do you have any more of these that you had jotted That's, down? Or those are those are the only ones I wrote down. I, I do have a Big list ones. that I I do have a list that I keep, and I try to I try to write down every time I see a new movie. I try to keep a list throughout the year of all the movies I've watched, Ooh, I like and that. Uh, and I keep a list of movies that I want to watch that I need to see. So I do have a list like a physical list of movies that I haven't seen. I don't have it with me, but those were the only ones I had um, to share on this episode. I thought maybe we could do this again. Yeah. Uh, come it, up with another a... couple movies. And, yeah. And do another... I, mean, I literally just had four or five more come to mind. Yeah. Uh, go for it, man. It's yeah. super. I'm just going to go rapid fire and, and, and literally people listening to this might just start running off the road. So here we go. <laughs> I have never seen Spaceballs. Copy. I have seen never it. seen The Usual Suspects. Okay. I have never seen Reservoir Dogs. Whoa. I have never seen Leon the Professionnel. Ah. Um, guys, this one's going to be really tough. I've never seen Ghostbusters 2. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Get out of here. All right. Dude, we're You're right. I've Res- seen The hey. Usual Suspects. <laughs> we're watching Reservoir Dogs right now. Yeah, it's weird. It's just like that weird thing that I keep going back to. Like I, like the movie buff in me, um, is a liar because I I have what I love now. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Pulp Fiction. You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen all those. Yeah. Those are movies I've seen. Yep. To counteract the movies I haven't seen. Um, but what guys? One thing I do want to say about about this kind of discussion is that. Don't feel bad because everybody is in this boat. Like, there's everybody I talk to who I've had this kind of hypothetical discussion. Well, it's not hypothetical, but I've had this discussion It's with. honest and it's real, yeah. So, a couple of years ago, um, on GB Fans, I actually started this discussion. And, Jake, it was before I really knew you, but um, we... You commented on this discussion Which back movies then. have you not seen that you The movies that you seen. haven't seen. Oh, wow. And it got... And it got a lot of um, it got a lot of response at the time, and I'm just gonna try to bring it up real quick to see if there's anything on here that strikes like a like a oh I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, hey, while you're doing that, let me tell a little story. Um, yeah. So on on the same on the same boat, I'm not gonna name any names here, but uh, when <laughs> from when Prometheus came out. Yeah. Um, so I went and saw Prometheus the day it came out. Uh-huh. And then I went and saw it again that following weekend, and I asked a friend of mine, who may or may not listen to this podcast, um, yeah. if he wanted to come with me, and he did. And then after we saw the movie, he was like, I've never seen any of the Alien movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. And I was like, well, I was like, not only is that like a tragedy, then like this movie must have made absolutely no sense right. to you. How confused is he it right didn't now? Make, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and I've seen all the Alien movies, so like right. it, it's weird when when you don't see like 
there are just certain things in that movie that you just don't get what's happening. Things don't click if you don't if you hadn't seen yeah. the others, and it's it's always right. weird to me that that happens right. and, and, it, and it, how people can go their their whole lives without seeing. You know, like I've gone my whole life without seeing The Godfather, which is apparently one of the greatest movies yeah. ever made. So, well, it we happens. Had yeah, we just found. So, um, I'm on. I'm on GB fans is now. This? I found that thread, and uh, Ron Daniels has never seen the Godfather trilogy either. Hey, we're having a Georgia Ghost Ron, versus Godfather. Let's party. watch it, Ron. Let's get um, together and let's watch Godfather. And the other movie he brought up was Constantine. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's kind of weird. We'll, we'll let you go on that one. We'll give you a pass. Yeah, um, I think that one's okay. I think, I think that's good. okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so if just kind of glancing through. I was going to throw in my last one. I've never seen Child's Play, and I think I'm doing a Chucky cosplay for Dragon Ooh. Con this year, so I need to fucking see it. Child's uh, I watched whatever that remake was uh, when you were over here once, uh, I think last summer, Jake, so well, I got was, like a little taste of it. Oh, Curse of like, Chucky. Curse, he hates yeah. women. I know that much. That I can't like, wait to dress up as him. That was like him. part five or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You should, you should watch that first one. That first yeah, one. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I have what I refer to as a horror window that opens up only on October 1st and it runs through till October 31st. I don't know if it's because of my like religious upbringing or like homeschool or or what it is about my nature, but I don't go to horror first and like that's not my go-to thing. Yeah. But during that month, like I am fucking down to clown, y'all. So, I can't maybe <laughs> we should do it like now. Like maybe I really like horror as a genre, I just haven't opened myself up to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna have hey, to. I'm gonna do write like you a weekend. list, Abby. Do a list. Write I'm me. A write list. you a list. Yep. I feel like Die Hard's another movie that a lot of people haven't seen that you think would see it. You know, I I hadn't seen um, I I hadn't seen Die Hard till maybe I don't know maybe seven or eight years ago. Okay. And a friend of mine was like, he he made me watch. He was like, okay, Die Hard, you need to watch this, and you need to watch Rambo First Blood. I'd never seen either one, wasn't very interested in either one, and he he had them both. I I stayed the night at his house, and he was like, watch these two movies. And I watched them back to back, and they're both great. Those are both great movies. Yeah. Rambo, I was, kind of, I was always kind of take or leave, but I really like Die Hard. So. Yeah. Wow. Big revelation. Craig likes Die Hard. Hey, guys. Yeah. Every other some exclusive. adult male in the universe. Um, well, cool, guys. This was fun. Yeah, I feel really good. Yeah, yeah it was oh. a good one. This was good. And I'm, Only God can judge me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can judge each other. Yeah, we'll, we're, we're all going to go talk shit about each other now. 